Welcome to Lasting Truth, a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel, Sweet Hills, in Banning, California, where Pastor Ryan Hussein teaches the entire Word of God, chapter by chapter, verse by verse, giving our listeners the opportunity of receiving the full counsel of God. In today's program, we are studying the book of 2 Chronicles, chapter 29. Here's Pastor Ryan. That's what it's supposed to be. Get strong there. That's what home is. And and then come into his house. I was thinking about, you know, the Lord never had his own home, right? Oh, he did as a kid. But you know what I mean. He had nowhere to lay his head. What did he say? Uh, Foxes have holes, birds in the air have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. He also didn't have a cell phone. Because you can imagine everybody would have been blowing him up. He would never rest. You get that? Okay. What if he lived right there? Uh, I don't think we'd ever leave. You feel me? Why am I saying that? I don't know. But anyways, it's an idea. Think of it. He's omnipotent. He's everywhere. He's at your house, my house. He's there whenever you want him to sanctify you, to sanctify our home, our children, our marriage. And then he says, now go into the house of the Lord. Clean that place up too. And that's that's the business of the Lord. And I accept that as gospel. I accept that as as doing street evangelism or caring for the homeless without any apologies. God's call on my life is to make this place clean for him. And I'm learning that's part of my job as a senior pastor. Make sure this place is sanctified. And better still, make sure you're sanctified. The evangelism's coming. He'll bring the evangelism here. He'll use all you guys to fish people in. You know what I'm saying? He'll, he'll use all you guys to, to set up a homeless ministry or the jail ministry. Like we have these things all lining up, all kinds of ministries. People want to do a bunch of stuff. It's all coming. But I am totally unapologetically content that we are doing what God wants us to do. And it is pick up the rubbish, clean this place, Get it ready. Get yourselves ready because the harvest is coming. The Lord of the harvest knows what he's doing. You know what I'm saying? The Lord of the harvest. We have, you know, missionaries, God bless them for what they do. A lot of them are always asking for for money because it's hard in those countries to make money. Amen? We want to have such a strong base here that we have people all over the world for Jesus and we're supporting them. You know what I'm saying? There's a time to build, and there's a time to go. In our story, it's a time to build. It says here that, um, he says, Sanctify uh, yourselves and sanctify the house of the Lord God of your fathers. And carry out rubbish from the holy place. You ever see trash and just pick it up outside? You know, Chuck's famous for doing that. He used to drive around in a, in a little golf cart with a little snapper stick thing. And just go around and just pick up trash. I would see him. 
It's a blessing. You see a weed? You think the Holy Spirit doesn't convict us to say, man, you, no one else sees that weed right there. You see that? You're going to leave that weed right there? Like that? Bet if it was in our house, we'd pull that thing. I mean, things like that I know matter to God. You know what I'm saying? That piece of trash that you see in the bushes and you only see a bit of it. It's hidden enough where if you leave it, you didn't really see it. <laughs> but you just got it. It's a, that's, that's, what, that's what we're supposed to do. Clean up the house. But also clean up your own house. They say cleanliness is near to godliness. Well, right here, they're cleaning out the rubbish, the trash from the place, the unholy things. Christians who have unkept rooms and unkept houses. Come on, time to, you know, clean things up a bit. And the Lord has the, my, the perfect trainer in my life, which is my wife, and I'm not the best trainee, that's for sure. But Clarissa, man, she's got that bug that, you know, you got to love it. You got to love the bug of I got everything has to be clean. Because we like a clean house, but oftentimes we procrastinate to, to make it that. And I like, I like it when they say, you know, the way your, your room looks, the way your house looks, that's a picture of your mind, you know, and you, you don't want it to be all messy and crowded. You want your mind to be clear so that you can focus on the Lord. And that really is, you'd be surprised how picky I am in my backyard. Like when I go out there and pray, I clean. I can't, I can't pray with kids, toys all around. And I got to start picking that stuff up before I can oh, excel and relax and pray to the Lord. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's one of those, hey, Moses, take off your sandals. You're stepping on holy ground. Pick up all, you know. Sometimes I was walking, where was I? I was walking on a trail or something and, and praying and, and I saw, and I'm praying, and I looked down to the ground, and I saw some dog poop. And I immediately stopped praying until I got beyond the dog poop. I couldn't continue talking to him. Isn't that weird? I'm nuts, but it's cleanliness, man, you know. I thank God for my wife. She really has helped me, you know. Not that I was, I don't know. Yeah, It's all relevant, right, guys? We'd say, we're not, we weren't that dirty. <laughs> yeah, but I have learned, and I'm learning still. So, then in verse 6, he says, For our fathers have trespassed and done evil in the eyes of the Lord our God. They have forsaken him, have turned their faces away from the dwelling place of the Lord, and turned their backs on him. And they have also shut up the doors of the vestibule, which is the small room that leads to the larger room, put out the lamps and have not burned incense or offered burnt offerings in the holy place to the God of Israel. Therefore the wrath of the Lord fell upon Judah and Jerusalem, and he has given them up to trouble, to desolation, and to jeering, as you see with your eyes. For indeed, because of this, our fathers have fallen by the sword, and our sons and our daughters and our wives are in captivity. 
Now, in these few verses, as I'm reading this about the judgment of God, he says that it's our fault. It's our father's fault. They turned their back on God. And so God allowed desolation. God allowed trouble. Where the Proverbs, in uh, Proverbs 11.8, it says that the righteous is delivered from troubles and that it goes to the wicked instead. We have troubles, but God rescues us from all of our troubles because we walk with them. But my goodness, if, if one is backsliding, if one is forsaking God, turning their back on God, then they should expect a life that's desolate, empty, sorrowful, full of troubles. Sin is pleasurable for a season, but then afterwards it brings about death. I love God. I love doing what Jesus tells me to do. So help me, God. I love doing what he tells me to do because I get blessed. You get blessed. You know what it's like? Obedience does equal blessings. My goodness. Blessed is the man who obeys the word of the Lord. I mean, think about it. It says here that he has given them up to trouble as if he was holding back trouble. Think about how much trouble you'd be in if not the Lord's grace hold back the trouble. Our lives would be riddled with it. But when we come to God in, in, in spirit and in truth, in confession, in sanctifying ourselves before him, man, the opposite. He prospers us like Hezekiah. Hezekiah prospered because he sought the Lord. He loved God. And he desired to follow God's commandments. And, and then he, he acknowledges it's, it's our Father's fault. This is on us. Not hiding from the responsibility of the nation. The nation sinned. His father was wicked and he called it out. And I think for any uh, person who wants to be close to God and wants their life to be better, it is an acknowledgement that needs to be uh, done. Right? It's, it's, it's a, it's a confession of sin. I've sinned, God. I've sinned. Good. Now you can be different because you confess. Confess and forsake your sins. Follow the Lord now and you will be blessed. But don't make excuses for it. I don't know why people do. What's a big idea? So what? You sin, you sin. Tell God about it. He knows all about it anyways, but he wants to hear us acknowledge sometimes we've done wrong. Forgive me, Lord. Which to me is like every day. I don't know any, I mean, I mean, every day, basically, that's my life. <laughs> I messed up again. Why do I smile when I say that? Because I know who I'm talking to. And my God's very merciful. He's very merciful. Remember to be contrite. And honest about your failures, your sins, your trespasses, your backsliding, your your not trusting in God. We all go through it, guys. We all. But the best thing is to call it out, like he's saying. That therefore the wrath of the Lord fell upon Judah and Jerusalem. For indeed, because of this, our fathers have fallen by the sword, and our sons and our daughters and our wives are in captivity. Verse 10. Now it is in my heart to make uh, to make a covenant with the Lord God of Israel, that his fierce wrath may turn away from us. You know, and so 
He wants to make this covenant that's in his heart to God. And he understands by faith that if I make this covenant with God, his fierce wrath will leave. You understand? We don't want to get, we don't want punishment. We don't want wrath. We come to God. You make a covenant daily with your heart. My heart is yours. My eyes are yours. My hands and feet are yours. You know, and then you just have this great joy that everything's going to work out awesome. Awesome. Because it always has. Romans 8, 28, and we know that all these things, all things are working together for good for those who love God and who are called according to his purpose. It is in my heart to make a covenant with the Lord God of Israel that his fierce wrath may turn away from us. My sons, do not be negligent now. For the Lord has chosen you to stand before him, to serve him, and that you should minister to him and burn incense. I love that. That word negligent means to let, to leave behind, to not notice. They had not noticed God. They ignored God. They let things be in the wrong way. Rather than worshiping Him, rather than praying to Him, rather than studying His Word, rather than serving Him, they let it be. They left that behind and sought to do their own thing. And so He's saying, let's go back. Don't be negligent, which means to neglect, right? Don't neglect the things of God. Press into Jesus. Get closer to him. See what adjustments must be done. And do them. It says here, the reason. The Lord has chosen you. He's talking to the priests, the Levites as well. The Lord has chosen you. But also we're told by Peter that we are kings and priests unto the Lord and in Revelation as well. We are, royal, we are royal priesthood. We're royalty. We're a priesthood. We're Jesus' ambassadors. And he says that we've been chosen. How many times did Paul say by the predestination of God, he chose us? He chose you. He chose me. For what? That we would stand, as it says in Ephesians 6, putting on the whole armor of God, having done all to stand, stand therefore. As men especially were to stand as the pastors of our homes, to stand, ready to, to, to serve the king, ready to defend our families from the attack of the enemy. And if you're single, it's for your own good to put on the armor of God, to not neglect that. Having done all to stand, stand therefore. Having done all says we've done all we can to make sure what? That I stand. And a lot of brothers and sisters fall. They slip. They backslid. Why? They're not doing all that they need to do to stand. There's no consecration in prayer. That takes time. I think the more messed up you are, the longer it takes. 
hopefully all of us in humility says, well, then I'll, um, it's going to be a while. It is. It takes time. It takes time in this crazy world to get things aligned with God. So many things rushing in our minds. There's so many things on the to-do list. There's so many things grasping at our time, pulling us in this direction, that direction, this direction. It's cuckoo. You know what I mean? That's why Psalm 46.10 says, be still and know that I am God. Like, Because when we're not still and we're racing everywhere, yeah, we say, yeah, 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 we know who God is. Yeah, but you're not experiencing them today because you're saying, yeah, 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 you know who God is. I know who God is. And he's a God who doesn't want me to do the wrong thing. The discernment we receive from the Holy Spirit when we consecrate ourselves before the Lord. The absolute discernment. And I thank God for you guys that the counseling lines aren't long in our church. Hopefully the word of God seems to be doing its job without us having to go in there and repeat and rinse. It's just, thank you for the word of God. Thank you for Calvary chapels that go through the whole word. It's like, we were going to talk to you, but not no more. We got it. Good. I get to bounce. But the discernment, when don't we have, when do we make foolish decisions? It's those days where we just kind of, we take off before we check in with the Lord. And that you should minister to him and burn incense. I always love it in the Bible where it says that we ought to minister to him. Man, minister to him. Minister to him. Come a little early. Pray about who you can talk to, minister to. Or if you do it unto the Lord, you're ministering to him. Stay a little later. Meet somebody new. Minister to him. Minister to others. Then these Levites um, arose. Mahath, the son of Amasiah, and Joel, the son of Azariah, of the sons of the Kohathites, of the sons of Merari, Kish, the son of Abdi, and Azariah, the son of Jehalel, of the Gershonites, Joah, the son of Zima, and Eden, the son of Joah, of the sons of Elizaphim, uh, Shimri, and uh, Jeel, and of the sons of Asaph, Zechariah, and Mathaniah, of the sons of Heman, uh, Jehiel and Shemiah, and of the sons of Jeduthun, uh, Shemiah and uh, Uziel. And they gathered their brethren, sanctified themselves, and went according to the commandment of the king at the words of the Lord. They gathered their brethren. I like that. They gathered their brethren. Jesus said, he who does not gather with me scatters. We, we should be <laughs> gathering people together. For what? For everything we do here. Gather them to come to church. 
Gather them to go to the couples thing. Gather them to go to VBS. Gather them to go to the retreats we have. Gather them to whatever we're going to do. We should be gatherers of the brethren. Bring them here. Bring them together. Whom can I invite? Who can I give a right to? You know, enough with those folks who say they don't drive after a certain hour. There's enough of us to pick them up. Right? No amen to that? Does that mean? <laughs> Anyways. And they gathered their brethren. They sanctified themselves and went according to the commandment of the king at the words of the Lord to cleanse the house of the Lord. Then the priest went into the inner part of the house of the Lord to cleanse it and brought out all the debris that they had found in the temple of the Lord to the court of the house of the Lord. And the Levites took it out and carried it to the brook Kidron. Now they began to sanctify on the first day of the first month, and on the on, on the eighth day of the month they came to the vestibule of the Lord. So they sanctified the house of the Lord in eight days, and on the sixteenth day of the first month they finished. So what they were doing, guys, is taking the articles out of the temple, taking it down to the brook Kidron, and they were washing them ceremonially. Right? They had already been washed ceremonially a long time ago. But because of all the pagan stuff going on there, they re-sanctified it. Maybe, maybe we do need to re-sanctify our houses. Maybe we've let stuff in that was no bueno. And we need to pray over our homes. Who knows? But that's what basically is happening right here. They're... They're there for eight days. It ended up being 16 days. So they just sanctified it outside and, and from within to make the house of the Lord clean. Then they went in to King Hezekiah and said, We have cleansed all the house of the Lord, the altar of burnt offerings with all its articles and the table of the showbread with all its articles. Moreover, all the articles which King Ahaz in his reign uh, had cast aside in his transgression, we have prepared and sanctified, and there they are before the altar of the Lord. And now that they have that place all spick and span, spam, stam, spam, that's an old one, right? Spick and span with an N. I'm Hawaiian, so I was thinking about spam. <laughs> Anyways, now that the house is clean, it's time to worship. Now that our homes are clean, it's time to worship. Amen? And when the lost hears the sound of you and I worshiping, they're going to want Jesus in their life. We should have a new song for our homes, for our church. We should have lots of joy and seeing how God has called us to purify ourselves, our home, and our church. Amen? Father, we thank you for your grace, your love, and your mercy. There's none like you in all the earth. Thank you for the precious blood of Jesus that cleanses us of all of our sins. Lord, because of your blood, we will not be judged. But Lord, every week, we want to give anyone an opportunity who may not have surrendered their life to you. 
They don't know you. They're living for themselves. We want to give them an opportunity to change their life tonight. So if you're here and all heads are bowed right now in prayer, but if you're here and you want to get right with God, today truly is a day of salvation. Many people rejected Jesus that are more regretful than we even have the word to define how regretful they are. Don't be that person. Give your life to Jesus Christ before it's too late. Thank you for joining us today at Lasting Truth Radio. If you're in the area, come out and join us for Sunday services at 8.30 a.m. and at 10.30 a.m. or Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. We are located at 3035 West Nicollet Street in Banning, California. You can also find us on YouTube or Instagram. If you would like to donate to our program, please do so on our website at ccsweethills.org and hit the online giving tab. We hope you will continue to tune in as we journey through the entire Word of God with the teaching of Pastor Ryan Hussein at Calvary Chapel, Sweet Hills. We don't.